Thank you again for listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. I want you to take a moment and think about your favorite athlete, your favorite author, or even your favorite YouTuber. Chances are they had someone coach them to get where they are at today. On this episode of For Better Self and Net Worth, I had the privilege of talking to Rosita Herman. She is a manifesting business coach and a best-selling author. She helps women triple their revenue in 12 weeks through manifesting instead of complicated marketing. She believes business can be fun and easy, and we don't need to hustle or have complicated strategies to allow money to enter into our world. You'll also want to check out the show notes and see how you can personally work with Rosita Herman. She offers a free workshop to learn exactly how to triple your revenue through manifesting, and she's got a lot of great information for us on this show. Welcome back, everyone, to For Better Self and Net Worth. I have a real treat for you today. I have my friend, Rosvita. Rosvita is a manifesting coach. She has been in business for 10 years, and she has helped so many women grow their business, grow their wealth, and become successful with her successful coaching business. So, Rosvita, would you mind telling us about yourself and your background? First of all, thank you so much, Ella, for having me. I'm so grateful for this opportunity and for being allowed to introduce myself to all your awesome followers and people who love you and love your business and love everything that you have to offer. So thank you again for having me on your show. Uh, so yeah, you have a beautiful introduction. I'm humbled to, to be here. And um, so I've been in business for 10 years, just like you mentioned. I've done many things in these 10 years because as a entrepreneur I think you test the waters especially when you're younger when you get I started when I was 20 I was actually 19 so imagine being 19 you're like you don't know what you want or what you're good at so you're just testing different ideas until you figured out your purpose and actually because we were talking before we got started about my book my book is called Young Creative and Overwhelmed it's a bestseller on Amazon and the the reason why I even wrote that book was because it took me five years to figure out what I wanted to in life because I was good at everything so being brought up a perfectionist that I had to always prove my worth always prove that I'm the best always that you know have the best grace the best this the best that like it was never enough to just be I had to always impress someone uh then you end up after high school and you're like what should I do? Like, I don't, I mean, I could do a lot of things, but which one will make me happy? And well, I don't know, because I have no idea what makes me happy. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want to do. So I went to engineering school. I graduated uh, engineering university because that was the safe bet to do. And because my parents invested a lot of money in me and they were like, oh, you know, you need to be at least an engineer. If you don't want to be a doctor or whatever, you need to be something that it's going to bring lots of money, you know, like have to have success. And then what I wanted to do was fashion. So it was like, okay, I was like, okay, I'm going to do engineering. And I actually was a straight A student in engineering school. I was blonde. I was fashionable. Like I was not uh, the right girl for that school. You know, like the, the blonde from the law with the Reese Witherspoon. Yes, you know? like the blonde. Yeah, like, like I was legally blonde in engineering school because we were this huge university. We were six girls in my class, like 200 boys and six girls. I was the only blonde, curly, you know, like totally stand out. Like the teachers would come in and be like, have you, are you like, where, why are you here? Like, are you in my class? And I'm like, yeah. So they even bullied me because never, nobody thought I would be smart. Like they would thought I was just like, you know, this, you know, blonde girl who doesn't know what she's doing. And then I was building my fashion brand and we went to New York Fashion Week and we were invited by every, you know, every major fashion week in the world. And this was before Instagram. There was no Instagram back then. So this was prior to Instagram. We were the, you know, OG uh, influencers back then. My boyfriend, husband now, he also had a fashion blog for men. So we had this really nice lifestyle as in your early 20s when you travel the world, when you when go to school because we were both in university and we did so many things on top of it and then when I figured out that my my passion is actually to be a coach not even a fashion blogger influencer all that fancy stuff which was fancy for a 20 year old but 
it was not like my purpose. And I knew that, like, I was like, I don't know what else to do, but I know this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I went to therapy, coaching, also the courses stuff. And I realized I want to be a coach. That's my mission. I wrote a book for other people to find themselves and create the life they truly want. And then in the last, since 2015, so in the last six years, I've been full-time coaching, no more fashion, no more other small businesses on the side, you know, testing the waters to see if they work. Like I stopped everything called Turkey and I just focused on coaching. I love it. And that's something that I'm seeing a lot of in our generation or just the people that, you know, I've personally connected with in the past couple of months are people that are multi-passionate mm-hmm. people who have, you know, they, they took the standard jobs. I, I can kind of relate. Cause I went into college. I was supposed to be a veterinarian or a nurse. Like you would be terrific at that. You're great with children. You're great with animals. This is what you need to do. Then I realized how much pressure is put on you in college to actually go to veterinary school in the States. It's harder to get into veterinary school than it is medical school. I wonder why, like, (laughs) I think, I think people want like animals more than people. I don't know. (laughs) Wow. Wow. But it, it's so, I remember thinking, do I want to do it that much? And I remember I went to nursing, pre-nursing. That was kind of a safe major. And I was not passionate about it. I said, okay, yeah, I can relate. This is kind of cool. I can help people out. I can work any hours I want. There's a lot of opportunities with nursing. But if I'm not passionate about it, I don't need to be taking care of patients. And I remember changing my major and kind of you know, being afraid to tell my family, afraid to tell my friends. I said, yeah, I'm going to do marketing and communications. I was also really good at psychology. So I ended up when I was graduating, getting ready to graduate, met with my advisor. It's like, oh yeah, you also have a minor in psychology. I mean, that's awesome that you, you realized all these things, even though, you know, you, ha- you started somewhere and yeah, I do believe you're a millennial, right? Because I'm sure we're kind of the yeah. same age. So yeah, I think that's our legacy as millennials. We were the first generation to actually be like starting to to get away from the safe bets our family had before us, you know, like to do this and do that. And we were like the first generation, like, I don't think I want that. I think I want to find myself. And we took all the judgment in, you know, so now the new generations, they have a more easier life, you know, because people are used to, oh, find your purpose, go find your bliss, you know, but we were actually the first generation to put ourselves out there and find all that confusion and fear of what if we do what we want and it's not going to work out and we're going to be ridiculed and judged and all these things that show up. Yeah. And we are very fortunate. I think we're one of them. We have a lot of pressure on us, but we're also super fortunate because we were the first generation to be able to have the internet in our hands, in our pockets and be able to connect with people all over the world And many millennials, I think over half my friends now work from home and get to make their own hours. As I say, uh, when I teach my clients, I always say every single generation is the byproduct of past generations who've manifested this life. So all of us, you know, based on our contrast, we create new desires into the universe. And a lot of these new desires will be met by next generation. So, and that's because of us. So, because we want more peace, we want more safety, we want more rights for women and other minorities. We might not manifest this in our lifestyle, like in our generation, but the new generation will definitely be born with new values and new desires to change the world. And then you can see how the world constantly gets better and, you know, gets like the consciousness expands because of all of us and the, the, you know, older generations who wanted easier stuff and faster and more, you know, freedom in general. So I'm always, always in awe of every single person on this earth and they're expanding the universe because every single one of us, it's expanding the universe, whatever they are through the contract that they're experiencing. So everything happens for a reason and everything adds up in the end, no matter how, you know, where you're living or how small you think you are or insignificant or how boring your life might, might seem compared to other people or Insta. And then when you really get deep into yourself and you realize I matter because the universe expands through every single thought and emotion that I have, even if my friends or my family see that, like when you internalize this truth, 
you really realize that you you are important like and you have a purpose on this earth and it's just a matter of time to not even find it because the purpose of life is not to find your purpose necessarily is to live your purpose so it's not like to find something that it's your like oh my this is my thing and now I have to do it it's mostly of the journey to figuring out who you really are inside and having fun in the meantime as you explore all the facets of who you really are and what you love doing absolutely and I'm curious do you do the Enneagram by chance uh no I've been asked before no I know a little bit about it but I don't use it in my practice or I don't I don't use it like that a part of me wonders if you're a three because threes and I feel like a lot of millennials might be three because we grew up being honored and praised based on achievement everything Mm -hmm. was around achievement and prestige and status and growing up in this it kind of when people think they have to impress other people it kind of limits what their journey is. So they, some people, I wonder if they ever really find what their purpose is in life. Because they live a persona. They don't live their authentic self because they cannot live their authentic self because it's not safe. I cannot be, I can, I, I, you know, as a, as a young child, you observe, you create these rules in your head that it's only safe for me to do this and that. And this, this is what love is. This is what success is. This is what uh, respect and appreciation is. So I'm going to live my life kind of living this sort of expectations that the society or my parents or my friends or people on Instagram (laughs) expect me to be, or to, you know, to have, like, I remember, like, I'm going to share something really funny. Like it's stupid now, but it's so funny because it's real. I always thought, like I had this belief that if I'm not, if I'm not super flashy, like if I don't have really expensive stuff to show up, people won't think I'm successful enough. And I was like, (laughs) but that's because of Instagram, uh, you know, like this, this mentality that you have to flaunt your wealth and you have to be better than others. So people can look up to you because you're not just enough. If you're just good at whatever you're doing, you also have to have the you know, the luxury behind you so people can give you credibility. And that's why we have so much fakeness because, you know, a lot of people are fake. They don't really have those things, but they have to have them or, you know, put themselves in videos or pictures with them so they get credibility. And I think it's such a, oh, such a big block here for a lot of women because I see that, you know, I see that in my practice, how women spend money on things they don't necessarily need. It's not going to make their business be more successful in the next two months, but they believe they have to have it in order for them to get credibility in front of their clients. And I will give an even example, if you want, of what one of these things could be. Sure. Like, for example, uh, an awesome website and an awesome branding. Like, I see a lot of women who haven't yet uh, they don't know how to manifest yet. So they don't really know how to control their mind, their emotions and to work on their trauma on a consistent basis because we all have trauma and we're all being triggered on a daily basis. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to work this month and then I'm not going to work for a couple of years. That's not how it works. And they don't have this. They don't know how to do this. Uh, they don't really know what exactly they're doing in their business. So they don't have a clear message or a clear solution that they offer but they're so focused on creating their brand. They're so focused on putting a lot of money into their website and they create this beautiful website, but they expect that just because I have a beautiful website and my branding is like, you know, like super luxurious and whatever, clients will just come. And that's not how it happens. It actually doesn't matter if you have the shittiest website or you have the biggest awesomeness brand. In the end, it's all about alignment and how good you are as sending the message of what you can do for your people. And that's it. So it's, it's everything else comes extra as you build yourself. Of course, when you have the money, when you have so much wealth, you want to create a better website. You want to create a better branding because that's your next step based on where you are. That's your next step to becoming bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But a lot of people want this 10th step when they're in the step one. So they copy that, they copy the website, they copy the branding. They're like, oh, my website is just like whoever they follow and was already big. So now the clients, when they see me, they will think I'm that person or they will buy from me just because I look or I speak or I act like a huge influencer in whatever niche your business is. And that's not how it works because in the end, 
even that decision to get that branding or to get that website comes from insecurity. I don't think I'm good enough just as I am. So I have to have flashy things. I have to have this before so people can actually buy from me. And if they would actually work on that need and figure out where does this come from? How can I feel safe wherever I am right now? Right now I have nothing. How can I feel safe and still believe that people will buy from me without me doing anything, without me changing anything, without me being super polished, without me being perfect? How would that work out? And then this will uncover lots of things and lots of healing. I hope it makes sense, my example. Absolutely. It does for me because that was something that I started this podcast on. I put off starting a show because I didn't have the equipment. I was like, well, I don't even know where to start. I just kind of Googled how to start a podcast and there's Anchor, the platform that I use. And I remember, I want to say, I listened to a lot of Gabby Bernstein and Jen Sincero. And it was one of them that said, don't wait until you're ready. Just go ahead and start. Just go ahead and those things will come later. And I've actually seen this. I had a friend that like seven years ago, she was starting to get into real estate right before Nashville was a hot market. And she told me that she was going to buy a Range Rover. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, okay, well, yeah, that was really nice. She's like, yeah, I've got to make my clients know that I already make this much money. So they'll buy from me. But I asked her, I said, well, wouldn't they, I don't know, if they, you pull up in a Range Rover, would they be worried about what you charge in commission? I mean, it, there's just so many things that go through my head when people think they need to. And I guess about your ideal client. So yeah. this is actually a very bigger, much bigger topic because it depends if you have, for example, if you have ideal clients that are superficial. It's nothing bad. It's just a fact. If you have clients who are superficial, who love to see fancy stuff because that's their value, that's their main value, then of course you're going to want to buy the Range Rover because those are your ideal clients. Okay. And if uh, those are your values too, then you're both in alignment with that. And you're going to make money. You're going to attract the right people. You're going to be happy. But if you're attracting those ideal clients with these values, but they're not your values, then you're not going to be able to have a happy business because you're always going to kind of feel frustrated for those people because you're like, oh, they only like me because I'm this, or they only like my persona. They don't really like me because I had to put up this persona to impress them because that's what they like. So in the end, th these people are always going to feel like they're living this un unauthentic life because they are, that's not who they really are. So in those moments, you have to ask yourself, who's my ideal client? Because in any single, like, and this is why I'm different than other business coaches or manifesting coaches who work on business. I don't just work with coaches or I just don't work just with a specific niche of business. I work with all women throughout, you know, so many types of niches and industries because it's the basic information that needs to be learned. It doesn't matter if you're in real estate or if you're in coaching, whatever other industry, your ideal clients matter. So if you are a real estate agent, I'm just working on this example, you realize that, hey, I want, because you decide that, not nobody else. I want my ideal clients to be these people who have these values. And one of their values is they don't care about my car or they appreciate if I have a Honda or whatever. I don't know what kind of car, you, you know, they will be like, oh, she's just like me. And I feel comfortable around her and I feel taking care of her. And I feel like she will take more care of me because she has this car, whatever. Then you will attract those people in your life because you're both in alignment with your values. Your life will be much easier. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that those people will have less money to spend on houses because it might be easier to work with them. So you might need to sell 10 houses from these people, but the commission and the work itself will be more rewarding than just selling $2 million house from people who need to have need to see you in a Range Rover, but they will be more annoying to work with. Maybe they will call you at odd hours or they'll be more demanding or more stressing. So you'll feel like, oh my God, I made the same money, but I hated every minute of it because I don't like working with these clients. So does it make sense? Like I'm always having this yeah. conversation with my clients to be like, hey, it's your job to decide who will be your ideal clients. And then it's your job to do the work, to be in alignment with those clients. Because if you decide on those clients, but inside of you, like in your nervous system, in your mindset, which are two different things, you have 
conflicting thoughts or conflicting emotions like I don't believe these people will ever buy from me I don't believe I will ever be successful if I choose this ideal client I don't I don't know where to find this client so I don't think it will work for me then of course you're not going to make money in your business so it's pretty simple but very complicated at the same time because the like the strategy is simple applying it takes months and takes a lifetime so even in my course we have 12 weeks so every single person that does the course in 12 weeks, they I can kind of guarantee it because I've seen it happen even in less than that, they will triple their revenue. So let's say if right now you're making $2,000 per month, that's your, we talk about energetic income level. So let, let's say this would be your energetic income level, $2,000 per month. That's what you normally make even if you work more or work less, that's your normal. Then in 12 weeks, not in a week, in 12 weeks, you will be able to make 6K a month your new normal because you're going to work on all the things that, that, that stop you. And it's not bigger things that a lot of my clients are like, so I will have to do this and that and add ads. And I'm like, you don't have to unless you want to. You still can triple your revenue without complicated marketing because it's not about that. It's about really observing what are the things that are not in alignment with you? I've even having a private client who came to me last month and in just one month we worked on, she's already being in my manifesting queen program. So she already knows my teaching. So that's why I'm only taking private clients from my manifesting queen, because I know they have the foundation and they just need small touches, you know, like whenever they want to scale to six figures, seven figures businesses, they come to me privately to just see where is the misalignment that they're not spotting yet. And she was like, she wanted to uh, have a 20K month. And I kind of asked, you know, go went deeper. And I realized what she really wanted is a 40K month, but she didn't believe she could get even a 20K. So she was like, let's just work on a 20K. And I was like, no, let's push for higher. And let's observe what are your blocks from allowing that. And she went on vacation for half of the month, which she couldn't work. She had little kids. They drove her insane. So she was not in alignment for half a month. And she's still, she's so close to 30K. So I think we're going to check today because it's the end of the month. So we're just waiting for today to see exactly where she was. Like last night, she was at 30K already. And that was like huge because not only we surpassed her 20K goal, which was like, oh, it would be nice. And I pushed for 40. We're now at 30. And, and some of my people say, oh my gosh, so you didn't reach 40? No, we didn't. And that's not the point. We exercised getting there. And she observed how many things got in the way and how many changes she actually had to do in her business to support her growth. She had to change suppliers. She had to, to hire or to fire people. She actually had to fire a person and hire new people. So a lot of people don't understand that all these big changes when you're working with me or with other coaches, I don't know, but when you're working with me, it's not like I'm going to give you some magical pill or a magic strategy and only I know it and I'm going to share it and you're going to boom, make money. It's really the same strategy. It's just that we go... We work on your deeper layers to observe, okay, what are the small changes in your business that if we tweak, you're going to see a huge improvement in your money, in your allowing money, because money is always there. It's just you being safe, feeling safe to allow it in your life and not overcomplicate things. Because a lot of women just complicate everything because we need to feel deserving. So we need to give more and give more and, you know, be the smarter and not brag too much and all these things. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you talk about blocks to success that a lot of women experience. What do you think a lot of those blocks are? They came from maybe ancestral, maybe growing up on a very budget strict or seeing what other people go through. And I know well, with me, I think sometimes it's like, it's selfish to want more when I see, you know, all that's going on in the world. Yeah. So there are different, there are different blocks. So we can have, so for example, trauma. I until this year I didn't actually talk about trauma because I personally wasn't trained into that so I was only like talking on the surface as a coach but this year I went really deep into trauma my own training because I realized that if you really want to heal someone you really need to address trauma like that's that's you cannot escape that if you really want to help someone at a deeper level so now with trauma Trauma gets passed uh, into our DNA. So you might have unexplained fear, unexplained anxiety that you're like, but I didn't experience this as a child. I didn't have this experience as a child and still I'm feeling it and I'm afraid of it. So that's because probably your grandparents, because we 
we kind of uh, our DNA is mostly from our grandparents, not our parents. So that's how it combines. And that's probably their fear. So if they lived in scarcity and oppression and all sorts of things, you will have genes that will be active in that thing. We actually uh, inherit 80% of our DNA. It's actually emotional behaviors, not necessarily our hair color and our eye color and all these physical things that we see. It, all the other things are actually emotional behaviors and how our hormone levels will be. And that's why some people will have higher cortisol levels since their birth, uh, so th since their birth, because that's their genetic trauma being transmitted. So this is one. The second is definitely your childhood. So until we're six, seven years old, uh, we create our whole world, our whole universe based on what's happening to us and based on what we observe. So depending on how, how your parents love you and how their definition of love is, that's how you're going to internalize it. So all your life, you're going to manifest people that will kind of act towards you like your parents acted towards you, because that's what's normal to you and safe for you, even if you don't condone that behavior. So you might have been traumatized as a child by your parents, and you don't condone that because you know that was wrong. And weirdly enough, you're going to attract partner in your life that will uh, traumatize you. And then you'll be like, I don't get it. You know, I love you so much. And, you know, I've done my work and all this. Like, why did I manifest this partner? So that's just because that's what's safe for your nervous system. Your nervous system is accustomed to being bullied. And even though it's bad and until you actually clarify the trauma and internalize it and embody it and allow it to heal, the people in your life will kind of recreate your childhood memory. So this is two. Now, on because of this trauma, we create stories. So all the stories you create about a certain event become your mindset blocks. So that's why just mindset is not enough. So I, I taught mindset for five years. Did it help my clients? Surely. All my clients had results. I never had clients who didn't get results. Never. Like in five years, I've never had clients who didn't get results. But did we heal everything? No, because mindset is the first big thing you tackle. Then you go trauma and then you go energy. So there are layers of your transformation. That's why it's a lifetime process. And that's why the people who make millions, the, but the people who make millions and are also happy. So they're kind of contingency here. You can make millions and be super unhappy, but oh, I'm talking about the people who make millions, but they have freedom, they're happy, they're fulfilled. They have all these things that we all crave. Those people had to work on their trauma and on their energetic body. Like they didn't get there just by working on their mindset. And a lot, I see a lot of all this, I see it especially on Insta, you know, we see successful people and they're like, oh, I just changed my mindset. That's not enough. Because a lot of people are working on their mindset and they're working on their fears and still, you know, money doesn't come for them because it's way deeper than that. It's awesome to start with mindset. And I always start with mindset and I still do mindset work every day, but your mindset, it's like, you know, just the first layer. And then you realize, why do I have this fear? Why do I have this block? Where does it come from? Because it needs to come from somewhere. Otherwise it wouldn't be here. And then you go and heal your trauma, which might take months. Like it's not something that you just do in one sitting and then you're poof, I'm healed. <laughs> no, it's, it's a really pr a big process. That's why you don't manifest a million dollars if you're at a thousand dollars per month. That's why even in my practice, I always say you triple your revenue, whatever you're starting from. And we even have a scale, a uh, basic uh, baseline state of consciousness that we measured in the first module, because it's, uh, and, I, and this is another thing that really annoys me in this coaching industry is that you, a lot of people tell others like, you can be a six figure business owner like tomorrow. And yes and no, if your baseline state of consciousness is very low, you won't be able to be that tomorrow because it's not like you're here on an energetic scale and six figure business is like here. And you cannot jump in one day or in one month. You really need to understand that there are energetic leaps that we do. So tripling whatever you're starting from that's very manageable like it's that's safe for your nervous system that's first and foremost because if you if i would push a client to do something it's not safe for their nervous system they would sabotage themselves doesn't matter what tools i give them doesn't matter how good of a coach i am their nervous system will sabotage them because it's not safe for them to be that person so they would stop showing to sessions or not doing their homework or, or manifest all sorts of things like, oh, my husband did this. My kids are not behaving. This happened because it's not safe for the nervous system to, to be at that level. So that's why we need time and we need to normalize that 
growth, success, healing takes time. And that's normal. It doesn't mean you're less than other people because you took 12 months to get to 10K months and your friends only did it in two months. You, everybody starts from a different baseline state of consciousness based on your trauma, your mindset, your life experiences. So for example, my husband has been sick for five years, sick for five years now, and I had to take care of him most of the time. Not everybody has my life experience. So of course, for me, that was a traumatic event that I had to sift through and I had to manage it. So that's why for some people, you know, it's, it appears faster. And for others, it appears like, oh, poor me, it takes too long for me. Maybe there's something wrong with me, or maybe I'm not good enough, or maybe my dreams are too big, or maybe this will never happen for me. Nope, nope, no. Everything can happen for everybody. It's just a matter of really understanding where you are in your life, why everything is happening the way it is, or what's your base state of consciousness, and then having patience to your, with yourself and a lot of love and compassion to getting to your desired next goal or whatever that is, if it makes sense. Absolutely. And when you talk about trauma, when sometimes when people hear the word trauma, that means it could be a near death experience, mm -hmm. abuse. Trauma can include a wide a range of events that hurt your, even like hurt feelings or. Yes. For example, there's, there's two trauma. So there's complex PTSD and there's PTSD. PTSD gets triggered from a one event usually. So as you said, a near death experience, someone close to you dying, um, something, you know, being traumatized like at once in one event, that's PTSD. So you will have, you will have these symptoms and then you, they might manifest years after when you don't even acknowledge it. And you might have traumatic experience from you when you were three years, years old that you don't remember because your brain has cleared those memories to protect you, but your body never, like our nervous system holds all our memories. Our mind decides which memories to keep or not to keep to bring into your consciousness because it might not be safe for you to know certain things, but your nervous system every, stores everything. So that's why you might have unexplained sensations in your body when you do certain things or certain things happen to you and that they don't make sense mentally because you're like, why do I feel this? Because your nervous system recognizes the trauma. So we have, this is PTSD. And then we have complex PTSD, which is something that you talk about, which is all the little things that happened to you as a child that people think they're normal, but they created so many blocks and anxiety. Like, you know, like for example, if you didn't eat all, uh, everything from your plate and your parents constantly said, oh, you need to finish everything. And why aren't you doing that? And you're never going to be healthy and you're never going to be, I don't know, if you were too skinny, you're never going to be fat because you're not eating everything. And you're, I don't know, I remember in my childhood, they would say you're going to have a bad husband if you don't eat everything from your plate or they will sell you to the gypsy. That was like the blocks in our country. So imagine hearing that, which for our parents was something like, oh, whatever. It's not, I mean, I'm not going to do that. It's not going to happen, but I have to scare my kid into, into behaving. But for a kid hearing that constantly oh, for a very insignificant event, like just eating their food, imagine the trauma that has created. And that's called complex PTSD that happened. as an adult, you realize why do you have compulsive eating? Why do you have uh, all sorts of weight problems? Why do you have all sorts of, of issues with other people? Because it started so small and so apparently insignificant. I remember never really being hungry as a kid. Now, granted, I was always fed. I always had to have some breakfast, but I remember saying, I don't want to eat. I want to, I want to play, but I've been reading a lot of David Asprey and mm -hmm. learning. I love that. David. Yes. And I've learned that sometimes when we're eating, it's tied to emotions and we have to clean our plate. The whole clear your plate thing. Mm -hmm. We're eating past hunger. Yeah, that's, that's because depending on what happened in your childhood. So if you were bullied into eating everything, if you didn't have enough food, so then when you did get food, you had you ate everything because you were like, oh my God, I don't know when we're going to have food again. So I better eat everything if it, I don't like it or if, it, if I don't need it, I just have to store everything. So there's so many, depending on each, that's why I love working with people because even though the fears are the, like, it's the same fear, the connotation and the trauma is always unique. So it's always fascinating. It's like a puzzle for me to realize, oh my God, where did that come from? And how did it happen? And how can we change it? How can we heal it? What can we do? And it's just, it's fascinating for me. It's really fascinating. And 
what I think too, is a lot of us have trauma that we don't even realize we have. Oh yeah. Like last year, if you had interviewed me and asked about me having trauma, I would have said, I don't have trauma. Like even if I had, I, I cleared everything. And then this year came and I was like, Oh my God, the trauma that I have, but I didn't know that my personality was actually a trauma response. And I didn't know that certain labels that we put on people are not because people have, are those kind of labels or they're, they're, that's their personality. That's because they react that way due to their trauma experience. So that's why I don't personally in, condone labels. Labels just tell me in this temporary moment, how you reacting to your life experience. But they're not who you are. They're not who you will be. They're not anything about your personality. They're simply how you react to your life experience based on the trauma suffered. And then when you actually go deeper into that to realize, okay, why am I doing this? And pay attention. Then you start unleashing all the memories and the trauma and, and all these things that, that bring you to, to, to your answer in the end. Yeah. And do you believe in shadow work? Depend, I mean, there's so many connotations of shadow work. Depending on what you're referring to, I can tell you if I believe in it or not. Yeah, I. it's something that's new to me. It's basically where you're meditating on old thoughts and old beliefs and trying to connect where that came from mm-hmm. and then rewriting so, the story. So this is, again, shadow work is a term that a lot of people use, but everybody uses with a different understanding. That's why I asked, what exactly do you mean? Yeah. So the shadow, like when you say shadow work, it kind of implies that it's something bad or something like in the shadows. Like always when we use shadow, it means like something negative that we don't see or it's hidden from us. And I personally don't like that energy. I always like to, to be in the light and be in uh, clarity and be in the energy of it's safe for me to see everything. It's safe for me to observe everything that I, it's time for me to observe. And I don't need to call it shadow work. I can just call it getting to know who I really am. So it's, a, it's about the vibration of each connotation that every one of us uses. So that's yeah. the only thing that I'm you know mentioning here. But what you're saying as a practice, that's very good. <laughs> And you can meditate on it. There are other ways you can journal on it. There are other ways that I, I, I share in my practice of how to do the same practice. It's just for some people, meditation is not an option because another thing that annoys me in the self-development work is like everybody shares the same message without understanding trauma. So if you tell people you should meditate more because that's going to help you get in alignment, which is true, it does help you get in alignment, but not everybody can do that. Most people cannot meditate, not because they're bad or stupid or whatever. That's because they're traumatized. So meditation means to stay still. Well, when you have a traumatized body, you cannot stay still. Like literally, it's not safe for you to stay still. So forcing someone who has a traumatized nervous system to stay still, it's re-traumatizing them. Not to mention on top of that, it's telling them you're not good enough. Like if you only meditated, then you could have manifested your ideal yeah. life. And that's fucking bullshit. Sorry for the swearing, but that's bullshit. Oh, no, no, like, worries. That's not how it works. Like there's so many practices that can lead to the same result. You just have to realize for where you are right now with the nervous system that you have, what would be the best one for you? And then as your nervous system comes down and gets healed, then you can try meditation and then you might actually enjoy it because if a practice that you're doing is not enjoyable for you, it's not, it's not bringing you results. I don't care how perfect the practice is or who's promoting it. If it's not enjoyable for you to do it, it's not for you right now. So a lot of people I see, they're, they're forcing manifestation to happen through certain practices, but they're, and of course they're not getting a result, not because the practice itself is not good enough, but because it's not that thing for them. It's not bringing them joy. It's not done with, with, with pleasure. It's done with, I have to. Like, I have to journal every day. I have to figure this fear. I have to do that. I have to, I don't really want to, but I have to, because if I don't, then I'm not going to manifest what I want. And again, that's not how manifesting works. Manifesting doesn't care like about what you do. It's more about what you feel and if you're in alignment or not. And you know that every single second based on how good and how safe you feel. Do you feel peaceful inside? Do you feel safe? Do you feel relaxed? Do you feel joyful? Do you feel expansion? Or do you feel like anxious, agitated, 
uh, like I have to do it. Like I'm so excited, but I have to do it right now. Because if I don't do it right now, then I'm going to lose my idea or somebody else will take it from me or I will lose my client or I will lose the time or I will lose the day or whatever things of scarcity that might come to mind. And that's not alignment. So I hope I clarified more about yeah. what alignment is and what it's not. And that's why I think it's important to have a life coach or coach of some sort, because your needs in up-leveling your life are going to be different than the person next to you. You can read about your favorite successful author all day long, but if you really want to manifest a successful book, mm-hmm. you've got to figure out where you need to clear those limiting beliefs. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I totally agree with you. Everybody at every level and everybody at every level who's successful has a coach. Like, I don't know anybody and they might not share it. And that's true. Some other people might like to brag that they're doing it all by themselves and they have no support, but that's not true because everybody needs support. We all need someone to listen to our brain sometimes when we get doubts and when we get confused and when we don't know how, what to do next even though we have the knowledge like for example myself I know how to manifest I'm teaching this and I've helped so many people but I still find myself in confusing moments when I'm like oh my god I forgot about this or oh my god I don't see the next step or I don't I don't know how I'm going to manifest the money that I want right now and then I have to go to someone who can put me on the right path even though I have the information so that's why it's not about just acquiring the information that's great it's about the support everybody should invest in support because support makes the magic happen. You know, if you just get my manifesting course and you have the knowledge, but you don't have the support of the group and of myself answering all your questions, all that, I, I, I'm not going to say I'm getting guaranteed because I'm not going to do that, but you're not going to have the same results. Even if you have the knowledge, because the support is where you actually feel safe enough to explore the, the, the content, to explore the knowledge, to, to internalize the knowledge through your own lens and be like, so I had this lesson, I learned this topic, and now you know I, I got this aha, and then someone in the group, myself included, and other people will, can actually be able to support you in that and tell you about your aha and you know be like, hey, I had the same one, and look how I you know changed my life in the last six months or whatever. And then you don't feel alone. Because when we're alone, we're not going to grow on a longer period of time because we will just be like, it's pointless. It's too hard. I don't want to do it. And you're going to find other things to occupy your time with. But when you have the support, then it's more exciting to continue this journey because you're like, I know that person and that person, not to mention that when you are in a group of people that like not a lot of people I'm not talking about thousands of people because it's harder to get an intimate feeling in thousands of people but when you have like 40 people or 100 people like it's a more smaller group then you can feel safer to share vulnerabilities and then I can see it in the clients in manifesting queen after a year you know how much they've changed their life based on what they write every single week and everybody else sees that also then they're like oh my god you've changed so much since last year when you were posting about this problems and now look what kind of problems you have now which are completely different at a completely new level and it's nice to observe and to be in a group where other people encourage you and observe your transition because sometimes our friends if they're not in the same industry like having a business obsessed about self-development and all these things that we are they might not be able to observe you. They might not be able to see how really, how much you've grown. They might only see the exterior stuff. Oh, you still haven't bought, uh, you still haven't gotten your car. Oh, then you mean it's not too successful. They don't see how much trauma work you've done and that the car is inevitable in the future, but that's not the big result of this year. This year you freaking healed your trauma from, I don't know, your childhood. That's more important than the money itself, which will show up in the future. It always does. But again, this is why it's good to have friends, but it's much better to have friends in a community that has the same interest as you do. Not to mention that we're all, we're always going to manifest people like us. So for example, all the clients that I have are people like me. I'm not going to manifest clients that are completely different from me. There's no such thing because I'm in alignment with people who share, you know, my fears, share my values, share my trauma. They're different versions of myself in different years. So I might have clients that are me 10 years ago, dealing with the certain fears that I had 10 years ago or a year ago or six months ago. And that's why I can help them because their version, their similar version of who I am. 
And that's why we all can be successful because we're all going to attract people who are similar versions of who we are. So there's no competition in the end because we're all attracting people like us. Amen. Amen. And I've seen that a lot. So since I started the show, sort of going for my dreams, I'm attracting a lot of other entrepreneurs, other people who are pretty much writing their story in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or trying to write, yeah. you know, write a new chapter. Because you're going to be a match to people like you in different stages of their life. But they're people who share your values, who share like your energy. There's something always that we share together. Otherwise, we would not be together. We would have found each other. It's just like in so many people, imagine it, 8 billion people, we, we found each other somehow. So that's not coincidence. That's just energy that always attracts the same vibration. So yeah, that's fascinating. <laughs> Amazing. Well, tell everyone on the show how they can work with you and also tell them about your Amazon bestseller book. So, okay, you can, if you go to my Instagram, at Rosvita Herman, then you will see there the link in my bio, which has everything, all the links that you want to have that have tons of freebies. There is the link for my book, for, uh, Young, Creative and Overwhelmed. You can find it on Amazon anywhere or in any bookstore in the United States, any library should be in the United States. Uh, and how they work with me right now, well, we have a free, awesome workshop that's going to be avail- available for a couple more weeks, then I'm, I'm changing it. So they can watch that workshop, see if it's in alignment with what they want, because that's why we're having that workshop. I don't sell Manifesting Queen from my website or anywhere, because that's not the point. I want to make sure that people who join Manifesting Queen are people who do that because they're fully committed to that work. I'm not going to try to convince you. I'm not going to try to bully you into buying or anything. Like if you come to the free workshop where you get to know me and you get to know what I'm doing in manifesting work and you are in alignment with that, then you're going to come into into manifesting queen. It's just like the natural progress. So Manifesting Queen is for women entrepreneurs who want to triple their revenue and want to understand how they can do that consistently. So when I when I build this course and I'm actually right now I'm editing it. So I've added new techniques and new things. I've built it in mind with the ideal client that when when she comes in, she might only make a thousand dollars per month. And in one year, if she reduces the course four times, so every quarter she reduces the whole 12 week steps and she goes through the whole things she will be able to have 10K months at the end of the year. So that was my, because I believe that every single person, no matter where she lives in the world, if she's able to make 10K months, she can, she can have a comfortable life, no matter where. Now, no matter if you're in Europe, if you're in US, 10K months is still a huge deal. And if you can do that, and knowingly how, and it's not about constantly depending on the market or on, well, I don't know, social economical situations. It's really just about you and understanding how you can work with yourself. Then I've done my job. Like that's the biggest success for me why I've created this, this whole offer. So that's manifesting queen. And from there, of course, there are group coaching with me, like a mastermind level, there's coaching one-on-one with me, but usually that happens once people come into Manifesting Queen and they learn the ropes, they, they do the foundation, they have the, the triple, they're tripling their revenue, they see that it's possible, they see that it's easier, and they're like, okay, uh, I think I want to do even more, like, can I now 10x this? Like, how can, what will change if I go from tripling to 10xing? Is there anything that changes? And the truth is there isn't, it's just that you will do a deeper work on the same specific things we share in Manifesting Queen. It's just that if you want to do it faster, like you would hire me, for example, and I will just, we will do it much faster and we will do more energetic work. So with my clients 101, I do more energetic work and energy medicine than just mindset work, which they can do in the course by themselves. They don't need me for that, but they need like new layers. And we're going to go deeper into our chakra work and into other things that, that we cannot go deep into one course. So of course they will come to me. And Manifesting Queen is really, honest to God, I've bought all the manifesting courses because when I did research to create my course, I wanted to see what's out there. So that's the, the, the best way to do research if you want to launch a business, buy everything that's in our industry to observe what is out there and how can you make your product better or what, how can you stand out in the uh, sea of people. And it's really the best for business. So there are other courses that are awesome for life, you know, life manifesting but this is the best for business, like actually manifesting money in your business, not just money in general, not just 
wealth in general, like this is very focused on clearing the trauma and all the mindset blocks and all the energy blocks in your nervous system that stop you from really enjoying a business that it's in alignment, that it's easy, that it's flowy, then it's predictable, not because of how much you work, it's predictable by your alignment. So you can predict your income next month by how good you feel, not by how many hours you're going to work next month. And do you have enough time? And do you have enough team members to do the work for you? But it's mostly of, can I, do I have enough support to feel good and have alignment next month? So, because if that's true, then I will make my money. If it makes sense. I know I talked a lot. <laughs> hey, that's fantastic. Fantastic. And is there anything you want to leave our listeners with? Any words of wisdom, something you just want to pass along? Let me think for a sec. Um, of course. I think the most important for all of us to succeed, no matter what, is to feel safe in our vulnerability. And that's the thing that I'm building right now in my community and in my body is that sense of safety and that you can show up as damaged as you are. You don't need to fix yourself in order to show up. You don't need to be someone. You don't need to be your persona. It's safe for you to be who you are, judgmental, full of limiting beliefs, uh, full of trauma, whatever it is, and know that you're still worthy of all your desires. And you don't even need to change those things in order for you to manifest the money. So I have a quote on my wall that says, I did not come here to teach you. I come to love you. Love will teach you. So this is what I'm doing to, for all my clients. Because if you love someone unconditionally and you have compassion, they will find that missing piece in their life to reach everything they want, no matter what dreams they have. So this is what I want to leave you all with. Well, thank you so much. You have added so much amazing value. I know I've learned a ton listening to you today. And thank you again for agreeing to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to For Better Self and Net Worth, an independent podcast. If you enjoy the show, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Amazon and help me get the word out. Help support the show and also feel free to connect with me on Instagram. My handle is Elekonomic or check out the For Better Self and Net Worth webpage. It's www.forbetterselfandnetworth.com. I look forward to connecting with you guys and sharing more value. And again, I cannot thank you enough for supporting my podcast. Mm-hmm.